All right, a big issue that a lot of agents have right now, and I know from my agents on my team, they're experiencing this, is fear of just getting out of their own head. We have the number one real estate coach in the entire on the entire planet, Tom Ferry. Eight, eight years straight. Universe. Ten years straight. Ten years. Ten years. Straight. What did I say? Eight. You said eight. And I'm not. I'm twelve not. years straight. In fairness, all I get to do is do what I do. I have 237 coaches. They. They are the number one coach. That's right. Yeah. For the number one organization. Yes. Then we have Jill Biggs. If Legend. you know Jill Biggs, you probably see Jill Biggs and you're like, oh my gosh, she's so outgoing. She's like, great. She's got the crazy hair going right now. Yes. Because only because of the earphones that we made yes. her wear. And she's so confident, right? When when you see Jill and if you, you know, if you're seeing her for the first time, you're like, whoa, she's got the full package. But you're going to give a talk here tomorrow. At turn on thousand watt event, yeah, you're going to talk about this, you know, this getting over the fear. And so between you and Tom, let's break this down for, uh, for people who have a fear right now who are trying to break through. I want to ask the question: What has been the scariest moment of your business career? Like the, the scariest, most frightened, most uncertain, most terrified. I've had ter- have you had terrifying moments in business? I've had uh, terrifying yeah. moments in business. Yeah. Um, I opened up a, a piece of mail and I owed the IRS $1.2 million. Uh, actually I called you. It's, it, it, it was crippling. Well, yes. I think I might've, uh, cried in the corner first for a few minutes and then I called. Yeah. Did that you was knew you owed money before the last. So I, in 2014, I, after a lot of coaching and reading, and I, I think it was actually, I, I blamed Tom, but it was maybe a book, John Maxwell, right? I was reading it, and I was reading where you figure out whether you're happy or not, and I was like, I'm miserable, right? And I had been working all the time, and I uh, I lived with a man that I was with since I was 23 years old, who I took back during COVID. So my story again has changed, but I decided that this wasn't going to be my life. And I, uh, I kicked him out of the house, right? And I was done. And I had really, even though I'd been working so hard, not, not, I wasn't a business person, right? It took a long time, a lot of coaching and changing right, to take responsibility for that part of my life. He managed the money, and I realized that, you know, you can't have two people that are reckless in a relationship and, and actually function. So I had all his back payroll taxes because I owned his company. And when that went under and then he was gone, I, I had to own up, and I was like, I had four kids. Like, what am I going to do? How am I going to get myself out of this situation? And how am I not going to be crippled? Right. One point, one point seven million in debt. If you know Jill now, you know that if you go anywhere in Hoboken, she's got. And I'll probably understate it, like I understated Tom's years of number one coach. She's got thirty percent market share. Thirty. So no, no, no. There's five thousand realtors in a five mile radius. I think we have twelve percent. But which if, is bonkers which, for which represents you know 500 transactions plus yeah, leases. Yeah. Exactly, it's a terrific business. Yeah, Jill, can we go back to the fear? Yeah, um, there is there is such an important pattern that I hope everyone listening got. So I had this moment. I opened this up, 
and you're petrified. You said, I went into a corner and I cried. And then you called me. That's the pattern. You know, do you know why I do Q&A on Instagram? Because you're flying? No. I, I always say I'm flying, Q&A. Okay. The, I've never said this before in a podcast. That the single reason why I started doing Q&A, first it was on Facebook, then it was on Instagram, was I was in a vulnerable place in my life. Something wasn't going right. And I knew in that state of mind, if I just shifted my focus to helping someone, to giving back, it got me out of the funk that I was in. No different from you making that phone call. Because I remember in my notes, still inside alone, I, I won't say you're the net worth goals. Remember that we established that you've blown way past and, you know, the debt is gone. Like she did all the right course, things. Yeah. But my whole thing was help, right? Help somebody else. Get out of my pity pop party. Your whole thing was reaching out a lifeline, calling a friend and saying, okay, it is what it is. Now, what am I going to do? Yeah. That's yeah. the pattern. What most people do is they put their head in sand. Most people, like they sit on an airplane like me and you, like I've, I have sat on airplanes and cried before. Just what am I, like you get over your skis, you've done too much, mm -hmm. you're on the road too much, I'm missing my kids, I'm missing my wife, why am I doing this? You know what I mean? Like why did I just call, talk to 11 people in Secaucus? Right. I wanna shoot myself. <laughs> and, yeah, no. And helping others, that's my pattern. Asking so helping others. Similar to, to Tom, coming from where I came from, I, I also am a, uh, a people, right? I, I prop up everyone. Jill's an enabler. Everyone. I'm an enabler. I take care of my mother and my brother. In a very caring way, not, not in a bad Whatever. way. Whatever. You know what? Not to be self. You are, let me give you a different word. You are extremely generous. Yes, overly generous. Extremely generous. So I'm, I am not, uh, I'm not in it after the money. Like, it, I don't want to be poor, right? Money is nice. Money gives oh, me a feeling of safety. But I'm, I just am interested and I see other people and I'm like, if they can do that, then I can do it. And because I'm interested and I want to help and I continue to ask questions coming from a place of hell, people tell me, right? which is how I've developed my confidence because I'm coming from a good place. And I think people, when they feel you're coming from a good place, they come from a good place and together like you do more. And that's been my, my story. It's how I've gotten to where I am from, from nothing. And I think you're like, I'm, I'm stuck on this like ZOG, like your zone of greatness, right? It's just a, a funny way to describe like, what is in your DNA that you're just so good at? You are one of the single best deal doctors I have ever met in my life. And I have met a ton of great negotiators. My mentor, Bill Mitchell, billions of dollars in land deals. And you, you can solve a problem for a buyer and a seller and agent and a client like that. Where did that come from? You follow? It came from, from growing up where I came from, right? We didn't have anything and I had bad situation with uh, an abusive stepfather and my brother, even though he was older, was crippled by it. So I had to protect him. And in order to protect him and to protect us, I, I had several jobs. I started at the age of 11 and I was constantly 
fixing things. So rather than getting mired in, in misery, right, every day when I wake up, like I have early onset Alzheimer's, whatever, dementia, I forget and I'm happy. I get up every day and I'm happy and I write down my list of horrible shit that has to happen. I swallow the frog early and I fix things. And if I, I'm a great fixer, but it, I fix things so I can move forward. So what seems like selfless is also self-serving. I like helping, but that frees me up to keep driving. And it's not been a, a straight, right? It's been very, you know, because I'm not a linear thinker. I've, I've evolved and I have learned that, you know, running a business Maybe I'm not ever going to have the same skill set as other operators that I see, but I'm intuitive enough and, and, and self-aware, and I can ask and surround myself like with other people, and I, I'm learning, I'm learning, and the things that I cannot learn, I'll get somebody else who has learned them, and I will let them in to join my journey, and further their journey because because other people have these limits that from expectations that they got from their parents and i didn't get any expectations so i had to make my own expectations are you at peace with your your stepdad so you know my stepdad died and four people went to his funeral in a cardboard box and am i at peace like at a certain point when things got really bad for my mother, because I used to have to defend my mother, I moved her, right? And she still, if he blamed me for the end of their relationship and she said she never would have left him if it wasn't for me, right? She would have stayed there because that's her story, now my story, right? And I'm... I don't hold grudges, Tom. Like, really, even though I'm always telling you these funny things, I don't, I just want to get where I'm going. And if you're, if it's not my, he, he was not my person. Um, I've moved past that. And, like, I'm not letting that define me. It, so you don't hold grudges. You don't dwell on the losses. When you say you get up in the morning, you're like, I'm just going to go fix things. I'm going to go get back to work. That's not like most people, but we know most people don't make it in this industry. How are you training your agents to have that kind of a mindset? Because Jill's unique as, and like you said, about the deal doctoring, for sure. Or just the ability to go after a listing and not be willing to lose it. Not a lot, a lot of people, well, they told me no, so it'll be one of the other two agents that I'm out. You never have that mindset. Yeah. How are you transferring that skill to your agents or is it just or do you believe it's just a personal thing that you either got it or you don't due to the life experiences you know it's it's a funny time to be asking me this because i think last week i I have trouble transferring skills i'm i'm working on it right i know that to i have a listing team and to to give them the same skill set as me is like I don't know how to do it, right? I've tried a whole bunch of different ways. Same thing, hitting the ceiling. I, Tom, right, I went in to see Phil Jones, who, of course, told me that I was uh, unconsciously competent. And I had to go back and be like, 
that doesn't sound good. I don't want to be unconsciously anything, but like. <laughs> Just for the right, he said unconsciously competent. Unconsciously highest, competent. That is the highest level. Like, yeah. Jill doesn't have to think. Such a She natural. walks in, she knows exactly what she has to do. She wins the business. That's hard to transfer it. It's, because oh, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a super art. Right. It's a superpower. That's a super art. Yeah. In the moment, putting the pieces together, it's like your brain's working right. faster than anybody right. in the room. But you look like at Paul Rushforth, who you know, right? Our good friend from up in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. He has the Paul Rushford method for listing a house, whether it's on the guaranteed sale or non-guaranteed sale. And what he has done is he's simply just taken his team and said, we're just going to drill, drill. It, it's yoga. We're going to practice. Yeah. And we're going to practice for the rest of our life. We're not going to not practice. If you, if you do yoga, you do it forever. And eventually you might say, gosh, my downward dog or my, you know, warrior ones look pretty good. Every single person, Kevin on the scene lists like a hundred homes a year. Yeah. And right. Same exact method. Same exact, like every single time. A little bit of his personality, obviously, though, Kevin, if you're listening, you know, you don't have much for personality, but I think that's the art. Yeah. No, I mean, we're. Where I have my listing team and we're question treeing out every single objection, right? So that each one of them is working on a different objection and then we're collaborating, coming together, figuring out what what are the best things to say. However, everybody has to do it in their own voice. Like I can't give you my voice, but I can certainly make sure that you have like the skills. And then there's Letting go, and it at a certain point, I kind of have to let them fly. I cannot control everything. And you taught me this. Seventy-five percent of the people love us, and we're trying to fix the twenty-five percent, right, that are over here and and narrow the margins. But next, like you know, otherwise you can't scale. And you just you just not well, right. you're not going to dwell on it. And- I think something that so many can take away, Jill, from what you do is like we have our mastermind. It's like somebody says something like, wait a minute, what did you say? Repeat that. And and you're overly curious, even though your business might be 5x, you know, that of the other person or wherever, wherever you're at, you're willing to jump in and learn. But that wasn't right. That wasn't always the case. I used to go because I've been with Tom for a long time. From when he wasn't the superstar, he was still a superstar, okay, but he wasn't as much with a as the superstar as he is now. But I used to go back from his conferences, and my team would like they would they hated me. I was like, these are the eighty-five things that we have to do over. We're starting from scratch, right? The Tom's like, wait, I only had sixty at the conference. Where'd you get the other twenty-five? Like, Every time I everyone like, else I talked to. Only going to do two <laughs> things, right? So that really yeah. shifted. And now when I go, like we have those mastermind calls, and I'm taking notes and I'm sending them out. And we're orchestrating, right? From a conference, I do. I get two things. I implement. And if I don't have the skill set to implement, somebody else is going to implement it. I'm going to hire the person that has to do that, and we're going to keep moving forward. Yeah, it's, it's, I got to bounce. Tom's got a hard stop, so we're going to wrap this up. This is a, I mean, we went somewhere with where you pushed the conversation. Then I'm like, man, I, I wish we were. I almost wish, sorry, Mark, I almost wish we were in a quiet room and had an hour because we could have, we could have gone so many different ways. So let us know in the comments if you want the psychology of why we do what we do. That's what's so fascinating. That's why this one, you, you, so many of the people we're blessed to spend time with, each of us have like sort of harnessed 
our reason why, our core beliefs about what, what enables us to go do what we do. Like, yeah. that's the thing we should be unpacking all the time. Tom's getting on stage. Let us know in the comments if you'd like to see the three of us do this again, because I thought this was a unique little mix here. Yes. I'd lo love to do it again. Thank you, guys. Thank you. JB.